So we live in this incredible innovation century. It's true right now. It's fortunate that, uh, look, we have today's guest. It's fortunate that we've got her because she brings a dynamic energy to all things creative. I promise you're not going to be disappointed if that's what you're looking for. Imagine toggling back and forth between radio and records, having a really high passion for music and life. What would you do with your life if you could do anything? Where would you live? Well, we might find out. Welcome to the Radio Rally on the Clubhouse app. If you don't know what it's about, well, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing some amazing stories about a really amazing radio pro, and uncovering the path forward right now, because that's what we believe in at The Encouragers. Today's live event will be a podcast called, get this, The Encouragers the Radio Rally podcast, and will become available soon after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events. If you don't know, he is the guy that does such an amazing job with these. And JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. You can meet our guest live on the Clubhouse app right on your smartphone or subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. We actually have two dose, two podcasts. One is the Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast, which is our Wednesday night event every single week. It's all about innovation. And of course, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast, which is our Monday night event, which focuses solely on radio. And both of these podcasts are on Apple, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast. Tonight, live, right now, Lois Lewis is gonna be with us. She's known as Double L, KNIX's music director and badass personality from <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Listen, before we get started with this guest, we I, I want you to be prepared for what's coming up. Uh, don't forget, next Monday, December the 6th, we have Pierre Bouvard, who is Chief Insights Officer, Cumulus Media, and Westwood One President of Cumulus Media, Westwood One Audio Active Group. We're gonna find out all about that. Of course, we'll be well-armed with our amazing co-host on December 6th, which will be Corey Dillon from 100.7 Big FM in San Diego, if you get a chance to listen to her. Ooh, it's a life-changing experience, just like listening to tonight's guest. Also, on that event next Monday, Melissa Chase, who is the newly installed KHMX and KKHH brand manager and on-air personality, Odyssey Inc. in Houston, Texas. That's not all, though. Don't forget that coming up this Thursday, just a few days away, how television has been and is changing forever. What does it mean? December the 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. What is TV now? What do viewers expect? What should you know? Find out in this special one-time research discovery event with Fituri Media, all focused on television. So if you're thinking visual, you want to know about this. This is the Fituri Smith Geiger study. You've probably heard a little bit about here, there, and everywhere. We're going to put it all together, let you hear from TV viewers themselves. Aaron Callahan is our special guest from Fituri Media. And if you're interested at all in consumers, 
television, changing disruption in media, you want to hear this live event. You can see our guest calendars all the way into January now in the free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We also have encouragement for on-air and promotions with something called the More Than Live and Local Guest Series, and even more encouragement for local radio sellers with our Encouraging Sales Success Series as well as free resources for anyone in the radio business today. We do not lock away anything on our site the way some consultants do. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free directly from our team. Please follow the people that you see on stage at this event. Look around the room. Connect with others while you're here tonight. We always want to encourage your broadcast career. My name is Lloyd Ford, and I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Higher ratings are not a mystery. Oh, no, it's not. It's a practice. It's what we do. COVID variants, they're not going away. Life is often not about the straight line. If you want to get ahead in 2022, get strategic help that can help you grow both ratings and revenue in the new year. That's what we do. We all know somebody who needs a little help. If you know somebody who really needs strategy, extra resources, more ratings, more revenue, have them reach out anytime, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Here is another final example before we get started uh, of an event that we do just to encourage radio pros at all levels, no matter what they're doing in the radio business. This one is the 2022 sales liftoff. Now listen to this, planning your bigger revenue year. You know a market manager, you know a sales manager, you know somebody who's a director of sales. This is for them. Share with them, you look so smart. Thursday, January 13th is a little different time for us. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. This is gonna be a live event on the Clubhouse app that is focused only on revenue. And uh, we plan to do this quarterly for sales managers, market managers, local sellers who come along, be a part of this network with people, get to know other people in our industry, and hear tips that will put more money in your pocket. We will lay out planning and actionable items to help you and your sales team grow revenue, actual revenue. We will specifically talk about recruiting new sellers. We will talk about how to help you get more out of Q1 and drive your revenue in the first half of 2022. My co-host will be current sales consultant, Alec Drake, former director of sales with Cumulus Media in Dallas. He will be armed with two additional revenue partners, Chuck Wood, who's the VP and general manager of Delta Media Corporation, which is a multimedia company comprised of seven TV stations and nine radio stations in Broussard, uh, Louisiana. And also Scott Howard. If you've not caught what Scott has done with our encouraging sales success series, you are really missing out. Scott's going to be with us. He is the general sales manager for WoWo Radio, which is Federated Media in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, we've got some surprises planned for that live event on January 13th. You don't want to miss that. You definitely want to pass that along to some folks. Now, the Radio Rally is our weekly opportunity to visit with radio, and we do that with our group, The Encouragers. If you haven't liked or joined The Encouragers, please do it tonight. We have at least two live events every single week designed to help you grow your radio and audio career. I promise you, something amazing comes out of every single one of us. Not me, it's our amazing guest. We are fortunate to have a guest for you right now that I think is exemplary. She is someone who is explosive, positive, 
powerful, and she gives you an emotional feeling of freshness when you hear her, okay? And and what's it like when you have a personality that can take you back and forth between radio and records and probably anywhere else you want to go? We're going to try to find out with today's guest, Lois Lewis. Lois, <laughs> welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? I feel encouraged already, and we're just beginning. Can I bring you with me and that introduction everywhere I go, Lloyd? <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. You're hired. I, you know what? At some point uh, in my consulting career, somebody said, yeah, we don't want to pander too much in a particular moment. I said, whoa, whoa, I am a professional pander. I don't know what you're talking about. Pander that, away, please. Right. That's what we're doing here. So, <laughs> so listen. I always used to meet people in the radio industry and think, man, they're from such a little place. It wasn't, <laughs> a, it wasn't until my grandmother died in 2011, I went back to where I was born for the funeral. I, I was so fortunate I got to give the eulogy and I thought, oh, wow, I'm from a really small town too. Tell us about Green Valley, Arizona, <laughs> which, is, which by the way is about four times larger than where I was born. Okay. So still, yeah, you really were from a small town. In my eighth grade oh, yeah. class, we had 12. How many did you have? Do you remember? Uh, no, I was I was gone by then. I lived there oh. until I was about five and a half years old. And then I went to <clears throat> Port Sulphur, Louisiana, oh. which is directly south of New Orleans. You'd think nothing is south of New Orleans. You'd be wrong. <laughs> so it's tell weird. us about Green Valley. So Green Valley, I got to go to Green Valley because my grandparents moved there uh, on my mom's side. And so after she had me, they moved there to get rid of my grandpa's allergies. That's what I've, that was the rage of Green Valley. It's a retirement community. And um, there's a lot of golf there. Well, my dad's a golf pro, a director of golf. And so I grew up around older people, a shuffleboard, gin, and church. So really, it was perfect. <laughs> and a really small town, but a beautiful, warm, loving grandmas and grandpas. So it just instantly felt like such a vibe. But we did not have a movie theater. We did not have a Dairy Queen or a McDonald's. Those things came later, thankfully. But it was about 30 minutes up to Tucson. And then uh, it's about two hours or an hour and a half from Phoenix and ASU where I ended up. But loved growing up in Green Valley. It's so interesting. I feel like I feel like Lois Lewis. I mean, first I always want to say Lois Lane when I think about mm -hmm. you, which we're yeah. we're gonna get into the superhero thing at some point, but <laughs> but not yet, not yet. But but I think, oh my God, you know what? Lois Lewis is from Pleasantville, right? Yeah. So yeah. so listen, I, I wanna ask this. Can we start by asking, were you a performer as a kid? You're around all these retired people, your dad's a golf pro. What? 100% a performer as a kid right out of the gate. I, I've i always been a talker, and I've been a talker in places where I'm not supposed to be a talker. And I even learned one time from my parents that I might have heard a word at a drive-in movie once and proceeded to repeat that at church, you know, the following morning. So I've uh, been performing and embarrassing people since I was little, but started in choir when I was really young with my grandpa. I got it from my grandpa. He's a performer. He tells his stories, aka jokes, to anyone that will hear them four or five times over and they're funnier every single time. So I think that's where I got it. But yeah, ever since I was little, I've always been in any activity, any sport, anything that would allow me to use my voice, my energy, my smile, my positivity. And um, yeah, probably annoyed people. 
that so well. <laughs> no, I don't believe that at all. And in fact, I'm going to stick up for you because you're part of my tribe. I'm part of your tribe, especially when we get in trouble for doing things that we're just extroverts, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So, so one of the things that I do to irritate my wife all the time is I'm a voracious reader. And mm -hmm. I love hardbacks. I love biographies. In Will Smith's new biography, he talks about how his life as a performer started early because of his desire to please his dad. A lot mm -hmm. of performers, I feel like, are like that. Their personalities come from what they learn about love from their parents. Does your personality somehow come from this place? That's such an interesting question because a lot of people always ask me, like, who'd you get it from? And I think I'm such a it's not even a direct split, maybe in thirds or, or even quarters, because my mom doesn't have much of a sense of humor, but her what? tenacity is what drove me all the time to be the very best at whatever I was doing at that time, ballet, swim team, softball, um, whatever it was, you know, playing the flute and then begging to play the saxophone so I could be cooler. So the tenacity and go-gettedness comes from my mom. The sense of humor, definitely from my dad and from my grandpa. And I think my any kind of showmanship that I would have gotten would have come from my grandpa. And then an overall belief in myself, I got that from my grandma. So I think it's a complete, very small family. I'm the only child. And so uh -huh. it's a very tight-knit family. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops, we just discovered something very important right there. I know Yeah. 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 We're just going to take a pause and just think about that for a minute. You're the only child. In what a retirement we... community, Lloyd. Yeah. Like really the only child. <laughs> what? You know what? We know a lot about you right now. Yep. You okay. just learned so, it. Now it makes so much sense. By the way, I, I want to give kudos to your mom because in that long string of sentence, you talked about all those activities you had. You, mama was busy. She's so, so busy. While being a full-time teacher principal, while my dad worked full-time, grandma and grandpa took care of me after school. It was a team effort. And they definitely wanted more kids, tried to have more kids. And I always said, God said, no, 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 no. I gave you all you can handle with this one right here. Buckle up. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I don't think you understand. I got yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. So, so look, tell us about your entry into the radio business. Who hired you? What was Little Lois like? Well, I did grow up loving radio, listening to radio. I'm from south of Tucson, so Kim FM was one of my favorite stations, which full circle will come around. We'll learn that I ended up getting to work there. But I went to college at ASU. I knew I needed to get away just enough to get away, but I didn't want to get away, get away, because being an only child and sheltered in a retirement community, I wanted to breathe but be able to immediately return, which I did that first year quite a bit. Um, but that first year at ASU, I answered it ad in the state press, which is the college newspaper, and it mm -hmm. was for a media research assistant. Remember when we had local call-out? Some of us oh, still have yeah. local call-out, <laughs> but uh, that's what it was. It was a media research assistant. I remember I made five twenty-five an hour, and I was super stoked, and I got to go work for Jess Hansen, and it was cold-calling people, playing them music, and asking them, do you like this song? Do you like it a lot? Do you like it a little? Do you hate it? And that was fascinating to me, and that was really my entry to radio. I was in college to do TV broadcast. I wanted to be Linda Cohn, uh, Aaron Andrews. That's, you know, what I wanted to be. I feel like be. you could crush that too, by the way. Thanks. Maybe it'll be my double life. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. That's never right. say no. Um, but yeah, I, I, I answered that ad and I worked in the media research department. And at the time, 
Tim and Willie were the morning show mm. on 102.5 KNIX. It was a jugger. It still is, but it was already a juggernaut radio station. And I was just in the building kind of watching and I would walk down the hallway and I would see those on-air lights go on. And it was so fascinating to me, like more fascinating than TV because I am such a lover of music that I just really kind of started to take longer walking through the hallways and just kind of like waving like, hi, hi. <laughs> and uh, one thing led to another. And Tim Hattrick really is the person who gave me my first shot, my first chance. But uh, I was hired by George King at the time. That was the program nice. that now works for Westwood One. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, I will say this. Radio is so fascinating because it's audio and imagination. And even as a programmer, I can remember, you know, working late in my office and and God, this is embarrassing to say, but I would I would look at the on-air light. Uh, you know, we would have these talents that would do these amazing night shows, and 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 you just hear the connectivity that radio has is so amazing. So I totally get that. Let's talk about this. You're the music director of KNIX. That's Buddy Owen's job, by the way. <laughs> I, I've I've been to this radio station. That radio station is its own moment in the history of country music. It is. Yes. Uh, is the spirit of Buck Owen still there? And what is it like to work at truly one of the premier country radio stations on the planet today? It's the mind blown emoji come to life. Every single time I really stop and think about it, which in radio, we're very busy, but I do force myself to take those moments so that I'm never taking anything for granted because what an incredible journey I've had to be able to start my radio career at the legendary KNIX. And when I started, it was still owned by Buck Owens. And we oh, had nice. the original red, white, and blue guitar. And we had the huge billboard on the 17 in Phoenix that wait, you wait, wait. And, and the big Buck Owens thing in the lobby, right? Is that oh, still yes. there? Or, or no, no it's that, gone. that's it, yeah. KUZZ. That one, the, ah, the big statue, yeah. like the big metal pewter brass amazing statue. Well, I mean yeah, the that's portrait. Him. Oh, the portrait. I don't remember the portrait, but we had those guitars. And if you stayed there for a certain amount of time, you got those guitars. Now, it was Ooh. shortly thereafter we were bought out and became an iHeartRadio station. But that feeling remained and that radio station is unique and it does feel powerful and you do get yes. a sense. And at the time it was in the original KNIX building. We are now in more of a, I would call it a sterile building, you know, a big, you take an elevator up type thing. It's not the same as a Kim FM or a KUZZ right, right. or, um, but, but it still has that feeling just being around the logo, the red, white, and blue, it just does something. And it's an incredible radio station. Well, it's a great brand. And I don't want to take a, I don't want to take apart your participation and everybody who's on the radio station right now, because, uh, Hey, y'all killed it over there. <laughs> Thank you. Right? It's, a, it's a team. It is an incredible team. We all know our lanes. We encourage each other's lane. We champion yes. And it, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine, and I knock on wood every day. Like the real wood, not the laminate stuff, you know. That's right. But I, <laughs> I think I'm not superstitious, so I knock on everything. So, <laughs> listen, I, I want you to share, that you know that we're big in encouragement. That's why we call this group the Encouragers. I want you, if you will, to please share all about your entry for the CMA, because I think it, it truly shows creativity and your very unique flair. And, and let's not mess around 
What did it mean to win that big CMA trophy? <laughs> well, I just got it home here today, and I um, I am a crier. I didn't cry then, but I feel like I'm about to now, so I'm going to clear Ooh. my throat <laughs> and get into it. I thought that I maybe could someday, but I know how hard it is to win outside of a morning show and I know how hard it is to win as a female outside of a morning show. And so I just right. kept entering every year as a dedication to myself to showcase a yearbook of my work. I have an incredible producer who's not really my producer. She has her own whole real job and she dedicates her time twice a year to help me with these entries. And we spend hours upon hours. Um, we would always just do this and say, hey, we do this for ourselves. We do this so we can share it with my listeners and say, look at what we did together this year. But I always, of course, being the competitive woman that I am, really wanted to bring it home. And I can't believe that we finally got it. Uh, just amazing. Well, and there's a couple of things here. I mean, first, to be fair, you, you sent this thing to me. <laughs> and I, I'm going to ask you if you'll send it again. Because if <laughs> yes. you will... I will share it on RainmakerPathway.com because I want everyone to see it. <laughs> I am such a firm believer that no matter what you do on the radio, you are in charge of managing your career and you are in charge of your personal flair. And if you're just like everybody else, eh, I don't know what that's going to get you. Right. Well, that was our Be thought you. behind it. Yeah, that was really our thought this year. It was, what could I really do to stand out? Obviously, 2020 being such a strange year, not having the barrage of photos that I would normally have because I wasn't right. at all of the normal things. I thought, how could I still represent this in a visually pleasing and appealing way? Really thought it out. And nostalgia was big in 2020. Marvel is big. A comic book. It just came to me that I could fulfill the requirements of the CMA entry but tell it in a story that I could make it a book. And it was a team. And I got my local tattoo artist who actually has a shop here and in Nashville to create a superhero named Radio Girl with the double L at the end, of course. Of course. And we created a comic book centered around Radio Girl's adventures and the chronicles of Radio Girl and her super squad, which of course are my listeners. I encouraged them to share how I make them feel. Instead of me telling the CMA judges, I wanted it to be told on my behalf. I think that's always better if you can allow somebody else to speak on you and how lucky I am to have people that spend time with me each day that would have those thoughts that do share them with me. And I knew they'd be stoked. And so they each created their own little superhero by way of Bitmoji and their superhero name. And we had fun with it. And so my listeners being my super squad and my team every day made up this comic book and I included all of the things required of the CMA entry, but did it in a really fun way and really proud of how it turned out. I actually printed a hundred copies of them, Lloyd. So I will have Ooh. to sign one and have it delivered to you and Spider-Man and Miss cool, Teresa. <laughs> you know, in case y'all don't know, Spider-Man is my dog. I <laughs> named my dog Spider-Man. If you would definitely appreciate that. But yeah. if you're listening right now live on Clubhouse or later on our podcast, The Encouragers, 
uh, the Radio Rally podcast. I, do you see what we're dealing with here with this double L person? She is wide open. And I, I make this pledge. If you share that digitally with us again, we will put that on RainmakerPathway.com so that it can be shared with other people so that other people can see it. I think it is such a encouraging thing for other people in our industry to enter awards and doing it doing it in a unique way. Tell I us, would love uh, to share. Tell us about the moment you were asked to join Big Machine and what was that experience like for you? So I'm totally changing here, right? Uh-huh. We're going to the music business. Yeah, going to the music business. So at the time I was working at Kim FM in Tucson with Buzz Jackson. He is the person who hired me away from KNIX and iHeartRadio to see if I could just be a jock, just be talent. At the time, I was doing about eight jobs like everybody does in radio, and I just didn't know if I could cut it yet at that point. And Buzz saw that in me. So I was working there for three years, had been asked before if I wanted to be a rep, always said, no, I'm a radio girl through and through. And even Buzz was like, "Mm, I'm not really sure you should do that. And uh, (laughs) at the time, it was Jimmy Harnon. He would bring people through. I remember meeting him with Jamie O'Neill back in the day. They came through with There Is No Arizona. And then I I met Scott Borchetta once. And every time I would meet Jimmy, we definitely had a great connection. And he kept asking me, do you want to be a rep? And I was just like, no, I'm not into it. I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to do this. And... Then I had my interview and I thought I bombed it. And I thought, well, good thing I love radio so much. Uh, They then set me up with a phone call, Scott Borchetta. All we talked about were dogs and it was the best interview because that's all we talked about. And, um, you know, dog lovers love dog lovers. So I think that's really why I got the job. But seven years later, I was able to launch successfully the band Perry with one of the most digitally downloaded songs of all time, If I Die Young, Florida Georgia Line, uh, topping that with Cruz, Eli Young Band, A Thousand Horses, uh, got to launch Sonny Sweeney, Greg Bates, um, worked with Martina McBride for a year, which was just amazing. And what I really loved is I had always wanted to build my own brand and was at the onset of building my brand on radio. This was doing that on a larger scale, a busier scale, an insane scale, but making an artist, making somebody else's dreams come true by building their brand and having that in your hands was the ultimate challenge. And that to me fueled so much passion. And I thought that that was just incredible. And I think that's why I stayed in it for as long as I did. Seven years was never the plan, but we, I sure did accomplish a lot, something like 14 number ones for my artists around Mm. that time and just countless awards and successes. So I saw them win CMA awards and ACM awards, never thinking that I might have. (laughs) You might join them. Right. And, And look, you know that my wife does this work. She's been yes. in the, the record industry for her entire adult life, you know, really. And people don't know how tough it is. Oh. I, you know, they just think, man, it's so easy. That's a fun job. Uh, that job has a lot of backstage and backstage is where the garbage cans are. You know, yeah, <laughs> and where the yeah. hard where the hard work happens, right? There's a lot at stake. Listen, you jumped from big machine right back into radio very purposefully. I think some people were completely shocked by that. I think I was a little bit. Why <laughs> did you Why did you do that? 
like I said, radio has always been the plan. That is my, that is my bread and butter. I love radio. I love the connection you can make with people. I loved that I got to remain surrounded by radio and having it be part of my life. But at about year six, I was really thinking, wait, I think I'm a brand too. And I want to get back to building my brand. I've learned so much in doing it for others. If there's ever a chance, could there be a chance? But to be very fair, uh, although the record industry is difficult, you can end up making more money sometimes there than you might in radio. So I had to really consider that and think about, wow, if I go back to radio, would I be able to survive? Would I be able to live on that amount of money compared to what I'm living now? And Vegas, an opening came in Vegas. And that, Mm -hmm. to me, seemed just about the busiest place I could possibly put myself. And I thought, I'm going to be able to make money in Vegas if I really hustle and work my booty off. So Jojo Turnbow, Steve Jeffries gave me the shot in Vegas and didn't even have an air check, just trusted me. And that was a that was a real big jump to put me on in a market like that. Now wait a minute, you know? I want you to uh, no, I want you to notice this. I'm sure you've noticed this before. You jump out, you do. <laughs> you you are an explosion. Like I said at the top of the show, you are an explosion. You know when Jimmy Harnon and Scott Borchetta noticed you. Uh, Buzz Jackson, who, by the way, is just amazing, period. Okay. Yes. I mean, the very fact that he could do what he did with you is like, hello, <laughs> you know, but but you jump off the page, so to speak, you know, and and this brings me to this. We talk a lot about mentors on the encouragers and how no one really accomplishes anything alone. We always stand on the shoulders of somebody else, others that have often, uh, you know, they helped people who were just flat out needed help. Maybe you did at some point. Can you share a mentor and maybe a female mentor with us too, because we are in the, talk about superheroes, we're in the female Mm -hmm. empowerment era right now. Can you share a mentor with us, maybe one or two, and then perhaps a story of how this individual might have changed your life in some way. Yeah, hundred percent. The first one I have to say, I mentioned George King. I bothered him for a year, begged him when I was ready to go on the air. Can I be on the air? Can a year later was he gave me my first actual shot on the air. So without George saying yes, I think it was because everybody was out sick that weekend and we had three events. So he kind of had no choice, but yay for George's yes. Uh, Buzz, a huge mentor in my life, really propelled me to the, the stage that I'm at now. But my biggest mentor, my number one mentor in radio is Gwen Foster. Gwen Foster <laughs> worked at KNIX. Are you laughing? Because you know Gwen. Everybody knows I Gwen, do know right? her, and I do know how amazing <laughs> she is, and she is an early encourager of people. Yes. Yes, she is. That is such a perfect way to describe her. And now she, funny, we've flipped. She is now a record rep and loving life, um, but Gwen let me shadow her to every single event. She let me sit in on every meeting. She let me come to CRS. My parents paid my way every year and she let me stay in her hotel with her and take me to every event. And at the time I was in promotions. I wasn't even in programming yet. I wasn't even on the radio yet, but that's early encourager. As you said, she felt that passion in me and she, she must've known she, she saw the future before I did without Gwen. I would never have had the connections that I made and I would never be 
be where I am. And she is such a champion of people, of talent, and of positivity. And I'm so grateful for her in my life. I got such an interesting question for you because it's so exciting to talk to you. And, you know, you and I haven't known each other that long, but I, I'm going to tell you that when you made that move from Big Machine back to radio, you taught me a lesson from where I am. I saw you. I saw you do that. And mm -hmm. I thought, wow, you know, that that was truly mind blowing that you did that. And look what you've done with it. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing. But I want to ask you this question, because I think when you have somebody who has such an explosive, positive personality, there is no way, unless I'm about to have my mind blown again, <laughs> that you can be that girl all the time in every situation that ever happens when, when you need a little something, right? You need a little pick-me-up. Who is the person that you might call? I mean, Bruno Mars, you know, I just play Uptown Funk and then I'm just in there, you know. <laughs> For a minute, I thought you were saying, I just called Bruno Mars. I'm like, okay, this interview You said is you over. wanted your mind blown. That's <laughs> you right. Said, you know, um, gosh, uh, it really is music. When I need to be pumped up, I really will pick a song that pumps me up. Sometimes it's Hardy. Sometimes it's Rage Against the Machine. Sometimes it's the Beastie Boys. Sometimes it's Garth. It depends on where I'm at and what I need. But soundtracks are always the key to getting me where I need to go mentally, emotionally. I do different formats, not just country now. And I do mm. stand up, take a breather, listen to a different song, sit down, reset to be able to do that. So um, I really say that music is a thing. I do call my parents a lot, even at the I'm 42, about to be 43, turning in just a couple of weeks. And I call them, they're my best friends. And I call them a lot for when I need a pep talk. Uh, but sometimes I have to say, okay, don't say this. <laughs> I'm looking for this sort of advice. You know, that's how you have to be with your parents as an adult. <laughs> but yeah, right. Frame the <laughs> issue for them. Yeah, they're the best. Or, um, you know, dog hugs work really well, too. You know, just go get a dog hug and you're in a better mood. <laughs> oh, boy, you're just crushing me with this parent talk right now. <laughs> I just, I have so much love for your parents. I don't even know them. Yeah, I don't even know these the people. Best. <laughs> so You know so me, listen, so you know them. That's <laughs> is, that, is that the way it works? I think so. I think you don't become you without them, at that's least it. in my case. All right, so, you know, look. Uh, we're not going to leave this ground without talking about your passion for music. Yeah, I mean, you already are just, I, I love that you're in about six different tribes that I'm a member of. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and probably anybody here who's in radio that understands the passion of storytelling and how that's, that's wired into us as people, not just radio people, everybody. Okay. And, and the idea that you go to music that it's audio that pumps you up, okay? This this passion that you have for music and your role as music director at KNIX, do you feel an extraordinary responsibility in that job at KNIX or does it just feel easy for you? <laughs> I love discovering new music. I will say that I have an incredible team at KNIX, and I would say Reed Spivey, uh, need to definitely shout him out. He has picked up more of that responsibility than I even have. I think it's a shared role now. Reed is the 
basically the PD, his title is the APD, but Steve Jeffries oversees so much. But Reed oh, right. does more more music logs than me. He's His finger is on the pulse of new country, but when I'm very passionate about something or I attend the events like CRS, I will come back and say, okay, here are things we need to watch. And yes, I never want to miss anything for KNIX, specifically the very country things because right. our radio station is heritage and built on that we play all-time favorites we play a huge library of all-time favorites from the 90s and i always want to be on the cusp of that it's why we just added the cody johnson song I, i've seen his fans and i know that he's up our alley but at the same time if i get passionate about a cameron marlowe or for me adam doliak is somebody who i am absolutely obsessed with right now. I feel a pressure that I would love to be able to use my power to be able to further their career. It almost takes me back to rep mode where I want to help make their dreams come true. However, you must also balance your radio station. And that is the utmost number one when you are in radio. You cannot think like a rep anymore. You have to do what's no. best for your radio station first. No, but you feel that passion. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, look, you know, for me, going all the way back to the judge, you know, I, I remember those girls, man, they get on that bus, they're living that dream that, you know, their bus was the, the dream catcher and all that. It was like, oh, my God, you just wanted the best for them, right? Yeah, for sure. You just, you do, and, and you connect with different artists differently. You know, you meet these new artists yes. and some of them you might, it, it's great. And, and some might blow up huge. You know, I mean, I had a great connection. Your wife reps Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey and I had a great connection from day one and maintained that connection, even as she continued her star to rise and grow. And I mean, she's at that next level now, just saw her on tour with the Jonas Brothers, and she oh, yeah. was incredible. Um, but you meet some other artists. I just saw Cameron Marlowe open for Brad Paisley and Jimmy Allen, and I immediately did an about face and changed the lineup for a big festival we have coming up in March, because he sang his, you called me badass earlier, so I'm going to say he sang his ass off, and I knew that he had to be there for my listeners. And so we made the deal happen right there as he was singing with his management, because I knew I could not have this event without him. So yes, I, I do feel the responsibility, but in an exciting way, not in a burdened way ever. Well, it's exciting to be part of country music. And you mentioned something a few minutes ago about your great team and, and kind of, uh, I, I'm a little funky about this because a, a number of weeks back, we had Guy Zapolian on. I don't know if you know Guy Zapolian yes. know about him and yes. his story career, but he actually did an entire thing with us as a tutorial for how to do music. And it was amazing. Amazing. He even did the rotations and everything. And, and it's all, it, it's all in our podcast, but he said that he believes in the two man theory or as what I would say here, the one man theory with Wonder Woman, right? That would be you. That's what you have at KNIX, right? Yeah, it's tag team back again. You know, it's like tag in. And I like the by committee because where one person make it busy or one person has a strength here, 
the the by committee really makes sure nothing falls through the cracks and their passion is shared with you and vice versa and we always meet together then with Steve Jeffries and he has that overarching view because he's part of the brand manager team with iHeart and it all just really comes together and so he's hearing things before we are and sometimes we're hearing things before he is and it's such a great way to really get the one two and then three punch to really put what we think is the best on for our audience of course I would like to expose more of it more often but you also need to operate within the confines of where you're at and, and I right. think we do that very well at KNIX. Let's talk about the future a little bit. We've seen so many challenges for a lot of folks in the radio business. How do you see the best place to position yourself and your best advice for others for their future in this business? When I was a rep, I was working obviously siloed at, from my home in Phoenix and Jimmy Harnan would always say something to me. He would always want me to be present. He would have to feel my presence. It didn't mean that I had to be blowing up his phone all the time, but you just have to be felt. I think that applies now to radio. I feel like no matter how busy you are in the day, you have to take the time to make sure you are not only being heard on the radio, but there are so many other reachable venues. And I know it takes time, and I know time is not something we have. Social media and I have a love-hate relationship. I really have to force myself to do it sometimes, but I always feel such gratification when I do it and I can check that box and say, I have shared this portion of my day, week, or year with my listeners who at the time that I talked about it on the radio could have been on a conference call, in a meeting, in the parent pickup line, ordering Chick-fil-A. I can't expect them to hear everything or sometimes anything I say on an, any given day. So I have to utilize my other avenues. And I would say no matter how busy you are and how much it stresses you out. And trust me, I know because it does for me too. You have to, you have to make yourself as visible and as felt as possible. And I think challenges wise, the first part of your question for me, mm -hmm. as I saw, you know, people being let go in radio for me, all I do every day is my very best. I do my very best every day and I leave it out on the table and I really think things through before I do them. And I walk away every day going, I did everything I could that day, big deep breath. And if that's not good enough, I'm okay with it because I know I did everything that I could do for my listeners. And if something then happens, then there can be no regrets in that ever. God, you know what? You just said something that I have read. I'm a voracious reader, as I said before, and I can't, I can't remember who said that exact thing. So now I'm going to quote it as Lois Lewis. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, this is Lois Lewis wisdom right here. This is what you do. Did you do your best? If you did your best, then so what? So yeah. what? You did your and best. You, you left it all on the field, right? And that's really hard to do, especially as a competitive person. And, and I'm not saying every day, I mean, I, I am an anxiety based human. I definitely have that struggle and um, do a morning walk with my dog and try to get my breathing in. But I, I feel like I've really worked hard in the past three, four, five years coming back to radio, knowing that it's a, it's a curious job that can be there one day and gone the next. But if I do the best that I can for my listeners, then that is the best. And I must be happy with that at the end of the day. I also do have tattooed Oops. on my shoulder in my mother's handwriting, who <laughs> she does not love tattoos, um, but I did get no regrets on my shoulder. So I have that to remind me to do my very best, no regrets every single Wait a day. I want to make sure I got this right. 
<laughs> your mom, Elaine, yes. does not appreciate tattoos. You <laughs> no. somehow got a tattoo in her handwriting. Not only in her handwriting, the woman who does not appreciate tattoos gave me about a hundred examples of no regrets, all spelled correctly because she is a principal. Thank gosh it wasn't no regrets because that would have been real terrible. Uh, but yeah, she she gets on board with the tattoos after the fact. My dad, however, he mm. will maybe not talk to me for like a <clears throat> week. <laughs> Wait a minute. So he sulks? He he's just not happy. He just he doesn't want oh. that. He's a golf pro, you know. There's etiquette. You don't mess with your body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. Listen, you you know me enough to know that I I really have a strong desire to encourage people in their career in this business. I love the radio business, and and I want to break apart for a second and say I love the people, especially the programming side, who struggle to create the value in our business on a daily basis. You said something a few minutes ago, and I have to go back and grab it, and I've not talked to you about this. You know, you seem to be all in on social media. You definitely covered your basis by saying, look, uh, of course, we're doing lots of jobs these days. I feel like the number if not the number one thing, certainly right up there at the top of one of the things that I have fear for radio is how invisible we have become. And I feel like there's so much more opportunity now to be visible and it happens on the personality level and some personalities are resistant of engaging that. I want to know how engaging are you? It sounds like you're pretty engaging. I'd like to know if you're doing podcasts too. I'm not doing a podcast because, to be honest, I don't. I have prioritized my time differently. You can't say I don't have time for that. It is how you are prioritizing your time. I have learned that okay. this last year. Okay. Um, I thought about it. I thought, is a podcast the best use of my time? I think that the time that I would spend doing that and the guests that I would get, we want to reserve those guests and those relationships for our morning show. We want to make sure that I utilize those assets properly. And beyond that, I take that time and that is the time I force myself to do my social media on the days where forcing is required. That is not every day, but it is not in my nature to make a reel. I am on TikTok. I have not made a TikTok yet. I will make myself do that at some point because I see the value in it. But I am yes. a little bit older because I spent seven years as a record rep, not in radio. So there's a big chunk of time there that a lot of things went fast forward, like Instagram. And it's why Absolutely. I'm not at 10,000 followers yet, because there was a chunk of time where I was doing something else and I was building followers for others. So I think that that is why I chose not the podcast. I also do three shows each day. I start my mornings in Vegas on 95.5 The Bull. Then I do 102.5 KNIX. And then I flip to the best mix of the 90s to now, the first time I've ever done uh, a different format. And I do afternoon drive in Phoenix. So in Phoenix from wow. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., you get double L, either country or feel good station. So it's and, a busy and look, the day. Same, <laughs> the same name, the same everything, right? Yes. Yeah, same exact and, me, just a little bit more knowledgeable about Ed Sheeran on the other station. <laughs> and, and do you feel and do you feel like you're speaking another language almost? It's like, hey, not really. And I think that's why Mix works, and I think that's why they presented it to me. It's a feel good station from the '90s to now. That is my music, and I think if you've been here for any part of this, you know that I am a real happy person. I like to make 
everybody feel good. That is my goal. That's why I do radio. And that's the goal of that radio station. So if I were to ever fit anywhere other than country, we thought that that would be a good place. And uh, it translated from being 14th in the ratings to number one. So it worked out Yay. okay for me. <laughs> well, well, listen, I'm, I'm just going to say this. It is my firm belief up at the top of the things that I believe in this life. I believe that people want to be heard. I believe that you are somebody that that comes easy to. Please don't judge me for that. Um, but I'm just saying, I think it's easy for people to hear you and go, yes, I see what her talents and what her gifts are. And they want you to be a part of their party. I think it's amazing. And I'm glad you're part of our party and one of our encouragers. And I want to thank you, Lois, for making time for us. I am so glad that we get to visit with you. I hope you'll stick around for a few minutes in case maybe some folks have some questions for you. I would love that. And I want to say something about that. Being part of the party in radio, something that isn't discussed often and isn't normally part of a CMA entry. I'm bringing this up because I would love to share my entry and I'd love for anybody to ask anything about it once you you know, find it through Lloyd and through this podcast and the link. Yes. Um, but revenue, revenue is not something that is required, but revenue is the ultimate endorsement of you being endorsed by your audience and being asked to the party, I am busier than I've ever been because I'm having success and it all goes hand in hand. If you don't connect with your audience, then you don't get the connections that then lead to clients. And I have so many right now and I, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do after this podcast and I'm thinking, wow, I've been invited to all of these parties, but you don't get invited to any of them if you don't get to go to the first one and that's whichever listener chooses you for however long each day. And I'm just so thankful that they've welcomed me into their lives for as many minutes as they're willing to give. Well, and so many times during this interview, I've wanted to be able to say this and now you gave me a perfect opportunity. This interview right here, listening to Lois talk about her life, talk about her profession and how she sees her brand is a great opportunity and a great tutorial for any radio personality. And it must, I, in my opinion, it must include endorsements. It must include engaging the sales teams. You said radio is not, I mean, revenue is not required, but oh, but it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and, and it's required every single day. And and I just can tell with your personality how engaging you are and what a joy it is for your sales team to go, I want to sell that right there. I want to sell that. That right there will help me. And when you've got that going on with your sales team, it will turn into being invited to more parties. Yeah, I just got invited to the Modelo party starting in March. Modelo for both radio stations. That's a first. Just happened today. KNIX and Mix 96.9, both going to have me talking about Modelo, which is my favorite beer. So salute. <laughs> now, y'all just podcast. know, and y'all know, I just want to hang out with Lois now. Yeah, Listen, every, every, every single week, we have visits from radio pros from different parts of the country. We do it for a single reason. We're really literally here to encourage you and encourage anyone making a living in the radio business today, which we love. This is also where you can come and hear from people you might not ordinarily get to hear in an intimate setting talk about radio right now and you can meet them in our Clubhouse events live. Follow the people on this stage, look around the room, connect with some other folks. We do believe in a big way in networking. It is a very powerful part of your career if you're not using that. Get busy.
Our purpose is to encourage, and networking is certainly a big part of encouraging your radio career. Don't forget, next Monday, Pierre Bouvard, Chief Insights Officer, Cumulus Media, Westwood One President of Cumulus Media, Westwood One Audio Active Group. Don't you want to hear about that? Also, our co-host on next Monday will be Corey Dillon from 100.7 Big FM in San Diego. Melissa Chase will be with us. She is the brand manager of two honking big radio stations in Houston, Texas for Odyssey. You will want to hear her story powerful, powerful women in this industry. We are here on Clubhouse every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific to encourage you. Well, we're going to open up the room here in just a minute in case you've got questions for our guests. There's a little there's a little thing at the bottom. It's got your hand. It looks like a notepad. I think it's supposed to be a smartphone. I wish they'd get a better design for that. But you get it. If you want to ask a question, you just hit that right there and we'll bring you up. We do ask that you do please hit your mute button when you come up. And by the way, we don't make people ask questions on this program. We try to bring people who have great content and you don't, you can just listen. It's fine. Don't forget to join us Wednesdays on Clubhouse Live for Innovation and Audio with Skip Dillard from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City. Our Wednesday live events, we deal with real-world innovation, no kidding. And we bring people to that live event that you may surely never meet otherwise to talk about how to create environments that encourage innovation. It's very, very important in, in the industry. It's our way to give you a different creative perspective about change, creativity itself, and, of course, innovation. This Wednesday, just two days from now, on our innovation and audio live event. We will have Graham Lay, Lay, I think is how you say his name. He's a research scientist, get this, with Blue Marble Space Institute of Science, no kidding, in Seattle, Washington. So uh, I do have a question for Lois that I've been holding here that somebody sent me. I want to know uh, how you encourage others. How do you fit that into your schedule? How do you become this mentor to other people? I spend a lot of my day um, happily, willingly there to lift people up. I have a great family group, super squad of listeners, and on any given day, working them through any kind of challenges. And when you do that, when you lift someone else up, inevitably you do it for yourself. And so it's just this amazing cycle going back and forth. And I really do that. Um, this week must have been the deadline for ACM entries, which I, for the first time, <laughs> I am not allowed to enter or win because you cannot win the year that you are the current winner. So Whoa. I spent a lot of time helping uh, people this week. And I thought that was incredible that they would reach out to me and ask for my advice and for me to read their essay and to listen to their air check. And what an honor and how cool to be at that level in their brain that they would want me to give them, you know, a high five or, hey, you could change this or, hey, here's what I might do. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing their nominations and their wins in this upcoming season. It's so amazing. You're like a judge on the police all of a sudden. <laughs> 
I oh did, yes, God. and I turned my chair around. <laughs> so it's it's Team Double L. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I right, feel listen. this. Ariana, see you next year. I'm coming in. <laughs> That's exactly right. Listen, so we do try to keep things to about an hour. One of the great things about our live events is that you can listen. No one is required to ask questions. We always like to say, hey, it's a safe space for you, right? I do want to thank you for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, uh, don't sit on the sidelines. Be a part of this. Email me, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week like we always like to say at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. Our thanks to Lois Lewis for being our patient and very giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available uh, shortly. He's so fast. Uh, and it'll be available anywhere that you get your podcast. Also, a thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Look for it later this week. If Lois sends me her CMA entry, I'm actually going to put it on our site in the free blog section for that, too. Please do share our podcast, The Encouragers, The Radio Rally, and The Encouragers, Innovation and Audio with others that you know that are interested in growing their careers in audio. It is not done by yourself. It is done with other people. Both podcasts will be available. On, actually, they're available now on Apple, Spotify, Audible, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember to be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of The Radio Rally and The Encouragers. Good night.